Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Wheelie Good Vibes podcast with me, your host, Robin Davidson. I'm so excited to launch this project. It's been months in the making. So I'm just going to go ahead and get cracking with my first guest, who you will all agree brings such good vibes. It's Cecily Utrub Ludwig. How are you, Cecily? I'm so excited to be your first guest and yeah, I've been excited to chat with you. Um, I, I'm good, thank you. I uh, just got home after long ass training, long and hard, but um, yeah, gotta gotta prepare for all the big goals coming up. And whereabouts are you in the world right now? I know you're in, you're in Spain. Is that where you base yeah. yourself? Yeah, exactly. In uh, the very popular cycling city, Girona. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really nice to be home because uh, I spent most of January in Australia. So um, yeah, it's good to be home. I was going to ask, is Australia where you had for the off season? And then do you get back to Denmark as often as you would like during the, the on season, I would guess? Yeah, I mean, I, I reckon I get home quite a bit. As, um, maybe, I don't know, five times a year. Uh, oh, okay. Like that I pop back to Denmark. I mean, it's not for long, but um, it's obviously nice to see you know the family and the friends. Um, but yeah, I, but also it's only I say a three-hour flight from Barcelona, um, oh. whereas my boyfriend is from Australia. It's a bit bit longer travel for him to visit his family <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah I was about to say it's uh it's a few hours on a plane that yeah oh god yeah traveling to Australia is far away <laughs> god I know I've never made the journey but it's one of those where I'd love to go to Australia Oh yeah, it's it's super nice, and you should definitely go. There's a, it's such a big country though. God, there's so, is it? There's so much to see in so many different places, and um, yeah. Two years ago, we went there on holiday. This time it was more, yeah, the racing and visiting his family, which was around the same area in Adelaide and in Melbourne. But we also went to Tasmania and up like this, and it's it just looks so different. Um, and but yeah, it's it's super cool. You should definitely go. Now, for those of you listening, um, the first time I met Cecily actually was all the way back in 2019, and this was at the <laughs> Tour of Scotland. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> It was so far ago that I was blonde and you, Cecily, rode for Bigler. <laughs> oh yeah, God! It's can you see? A long I mean, time ago. I know it's an audio podcast, but can you see this picture I'm showing right now? Oh, that's so fun! Yeah, <laughs> so long oh, ago. In the days, yeah, An absolute I know. throwback. I just wanted to add that in there. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, uh. I know, right? And that was the stage mm. that actually got, um, new- well, cancelled because of all the rain. Rain in Scotland. Yeah, Who would have thought? I remember. And we were sitting in the cars and it was just nuts. It was crazy. <clears throat> there were so many people in Scotland, like cheering for women's side. That was insane. That's what I remember. Like, there were so many people out there and it was like so sad. It was just that one year. It's like, nah, we want to come back. 
Seems like they love women cycling here. I would have yeah. loved to have carried on the women's tour of Scotland. That would have been so good. Yeah, my. <laughs> but my so my actual first question. This was like so silly. Instead of going down memory lane. Uh, do you do you remember the first time you ever got on a bike like what was that like for you oh the first time I got on a bike is a while ago now hey but I remember as I went down to the local cycling club and they obviously that's super good with the cycling clubs hey they have like rental bikes so I because it's expensive starting cycling also when you don't know if it's going to be something for you when you're young so I borrowed a bike and even the shoes with the cleats and everything. And and I just remember the first um, training, like we were in a group and I was the only girl. Um, that didn't scare me. I was like, oh, it's good. I would have boys, but you know, when you're, because uh, I was like, what, 12, 13 years old? It's that age where you're, as a, especially the guys are a bit like, ooh, the, now you're a girl. The, you're, and I just remember them being a bit like, ah, she, she's not, this is, we're going to drop her. And then when I kept going and, they, and I was still there, they were like, what the hell, what is, who is this girl? Uh, yeah. And I, and I actually crashed. I remember crashing on the first training ride because I went out into the gravel and I I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. But then, so the coach at that time, Renee, he's actually still one of my super good friends. And he, um, yeah, it's actually very heartwarming. Um, and I, I, I love that. I love him still. And, but he said to me, he's like, don't be, don't be embarrassed because as a, you're only a real cyclist when you're crashing, when you've crashed. And I'm like, oh, I'm a real cyclist now. It's like, actually, then it turned into be something exciting. So then when I came home and I was like bleeding from the knees and stuff, and I was like, my mom's like, oh my God. What? And I'm like, I'm a real cyclist now. You're like, it's fine. It's fine. I've yeah. made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was quite fun. I yeah. love that so much. What yeah. is the uh, what's the cycling scene like growing up in Denmark then? Because I only know, you know, from the British side of things. Yeah. Um, well, I, it's really as a growing uh, now. But yeah, when I started, and I, I it's, it's still there's uh, more guys than girls um, riding a bike, but um, the there's just a yeah, it was just a lot of good racing. I growing up I, I mostly raced um as a in in Denmark and actually the first time I raced abroad was at the world championships when I was a junior in 2012 I think that was wow. my first race outside of Denmark yeah um, how was that for you oh it was it was so awesome because um well I got <laughs> it's quite funny I got a medal at the at the time trial um, and I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> oh my God. As a, if I, and then I was like, really? I was like, God, if I really focus on it. And that was also, so that was the first time competing against an, yeah, an international field. And I was like, God, if I really focus on this, maybe I can make it as a pro. And now it's actually the first, yeah, what do you say? Like the first dream of being a professional cyclist started there at my first international race, which 
Yeah, which was a big race as a world championships. and Yeah, yeah and you medal at your first world championships. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, it was cool. I was so honored. I was so stoked. I was like, wow, that is, yeah, that's amazing. Um, how do you uh, how do you feel about time trialing now? Um, I actually I, I I don't know if I like time trialing, but I like the discipline. Um, I I still feel I can improve on the time trial, and, and I've definitely had years I want to say a bit further back where I was like really uh, where I was I felt I was good at it. Um, but just this, the field now, and as in the women's cycling, the world tours is as a crazy high so you really need to focus on it and train on it and um but i'm excited on as a for that journey to become better at time trialing because yeah, it's just it's a, the the beautiful thing about time trials is you and yourself hey it's just you against the clock um and how much you can push yourself um yeah that's fascinating yeah here's a beautiful discipline when you put it like that do you ever when you're time trialing do you think to yourself or are you just so in the zone that all you're doing is like pushing out the wads yeah the funny thing is especially for me there's just it's incredible in how short time that you can think so many thoughts I was like whoa and it can be diff and it can be yeah as a the whole palette was like but um but I most of it is is I need to push harder here, you know, and I need to, and just remembering the course and also where there's hills or where there's corners and where you can do an extra effort and where you can ease off. And, um, yeah, I think pre- preparation for a time trial is also key. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. And how would you how would you yourself describe your riding style? Because you're very entertaining to watch from the sidelines. <laughs> That's good to hear. Well, I I, I want to see myself and as an attacking rider. I want I I love as a lighting up the races and and attacking. And it's not always that as a that I have the energy to do it. But I love to as a I love when I'm in a good shape and I'm able to attack and to. Because, yeah, that's my favorite race uh, or favorite um, thing of racing. Like, I, I just love doing that. Um, yeah, attacking and, um, yeah, making it hard, to be honest. Well, speaking of making it hard and attacking, you yeah. won stage two at the Tour Down Under this year. Talk about starting yeah. the season strong, huh? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was really cool. I didn't expect it because actually... Well, coming into Chudananda, um, we were, uh, as a, and also that day, we were racing for Grace, and because yeah, she's going, she was going strong, and it was her, it's her home race, um, and she was the defending champion, um, so um, yeah, I came into it as a, as a, in a helping role, um, which I was also super excited for, because um, yeah, starting in January is is early um for, for me that's i think the, the earliest i've started a season um but I, I was just excited going there and good weather and train hard and race hard but then yeah the opportunity came because grace was not feeling super great and she came up to me and she was like i'm 
I'm fucked, basically. <laughs> can't say that word. I am tired. I'm very tired. Yeah. You can. It's uh, it's that sort of podcast. Let's, it's going to come out at some point. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Well, I'm, yeah. And she said that, and I was like, uh, she's like, yeah, you need to go for yourself. And I was like, all right. And then you have to yeah, switch the mentality and just, um, then, yeah, I just, I just went for it. But it was, a, it was a super cool stage, and it was a good finish for me. So, yeah, I was happy. It's always nice to take a, a win. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. And what are you thinking about when you're attacking? Oh, I, I don't know if I'm thinking that much. I'm just thinking, go as hard as you can, you know, drop those white bombs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I'm just trying to be like, I need to drop them. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm thinking that much <laughs> other than that. No, that's perfect. I don't think I'd be thinking anything at all, really, if I was in that no. situation. <laughs> no. And what is it like getting a stage win? I mean, everyone is probably different, but being in Australia, it being January, what was it like crossing that finish line? Oh, it's just really good. Um, yeah, because I, I, like I said, didn't really expect it, and it was um, nah, but it was just cool and just um, yeah, it was a really good feeling. And also, then I found out that I was in the the leaders jersey, and I was like, "Whoa, it's going very well." Um, and um, yeah, being Australian as a racing in my boyfriend's home country was also something special for me. Um, and yeah, coming in as a defending champion, obviously the team also really wanted to do well. Um, so you know, it was just really good, and everyone was really happy. So yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just remember because our cameraman, <laughs> he is because he's been with the team last year as well and filming, doing videos um, and taking pictures, but. He, uh, it was actually his first win with the team. No um, way. They, yeah, and he was screaming. I just remember crossing the finish line. He was like, and he was like, and I was, he was so excited. And that, oh, it warms my heart. Like when people, as a kiss, it was his first win with the team. I'm like, oh, it's beautiful so sharing nice. those moments. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like he was celebrating more than you. You're like on the ground oh, exhausted and he's like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go again. Exactly. He was so excited. Like his face, he was like a Christmas tree. It was like lighting up and he was just, oh, it, that was so cool. Yeah, it was really nice. And to get a bit deep for a second, um, mm. you can define success in a lot of different ways. What does success mean for you? Oh, yeah, that's that's a very good question. Um, Thank you. Because, yeah, because m- not many people talk about that. And I think it's so much more than just winning. I mean... Obviously, we're here in, in in cycling, and I'm I'm a leader in the team, and um, I, I, so my nature is to wanting to win and get the best possible result. But um, oh, success can be so many other things than just winning. Um, and when now, as the also, I th- oh, yeah, in to just like we talked a little bit about before 
the level in women's cycling is just increasing so much. So as a, it's not possible winning all the time. And sometimes it's also to try and set those goals and like, um, and when you as a achieve those as a being, oh, I don't have to win, but I definitely have to go out there and I have to attack and I have to, as a give it my absolute best. So when I crossed that finish line, I couldn't have given any more. That's actually also success for me because yeah, you, you achieved your goal. You went out there and you did your absolute best. And I think as a, in general, I think everyone should try and strive for doing the best they can. <laughs> um, but um, that's a, then I feel, oh, that was actually, yeah, that was a successful uh, race. Yeah, I did my best. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. As a people, <clears throat> I just, sometimes you, you also got to just say chapeau when people are just stronger or they're, they're just better. It's just, oh, but then it, for me, it motivates me. I'm like, all right, they, maybe they were better today. Maybe they were better this month. Maybe they were even better this year, but I'm like, all right, then I need to go home and I need to try and think, how can I get on their level or how can, yeah, how can I improve? Um, and that's, that's also exciting. That's also a journey. Um, and I don't feel, and I don't feel that I'm done growing and improving. So yeah, that's what I'm, I get motivated. Yeah. I love that. That was such a beautiful answer. (laughs) Thanks. And I guess, what are your goals for the 2024 season, but also how would you define it as if you wanted a successful season what would that look like for you yeah um well I think for me so many times and I almost feel years I've been close but not there if it makes sense like I've yeah. been oh yeah top 10 or I've been top five and and I feel in general I'm quite consistent which is good but I also it would just I'd rather want to to go a bit more up and down I'd rather take that big win and then in yeah have as a lower results in other races if it makes sense I would I would yeah. just love to have that big win if it's a classic or if it's yeah it's somewhere where I can be like whoa because that was the race that I've always dreamt about winning um or where I've been close but not there so um yeah that's what I that's what I really want this year (laughs) um to yeah really um yeah, I, I, and that's yeah coming back actually coming back to what's a successful year for you. Oh, then I'm basically saying it is winning, but uh, it is a it, yeah. It, it, it I do want to win, uh, but I um yeah. I, I guess I also in general, in getting older, I do also feel my general life goal is to be happy. That can seem maybe a bit weird as a but not at all. Um, but just um, also being um, content with um, 
lower uh, placings as a, but but having given my everything um and just going back even though you know we're so as if we're so focused and motivated and doing all as a sleeping well eating well training well doing all this and then if it doesn't succeed i'm very good at also hammering myself a bit in the head and I definitely, like I say, getting older and I'm like, well, it's, it's time also to just when the race is done, the race is done. And then, you know, there's also life outside of cycling where I want to be happy or not hammering myself in the head. Yeah. yeah. Are you good at sort of leaving the race behind on the bike, so to speak? Um, well... I feel I'm getting better at that. I, I feel a lot of times I've definitely gone back home and thought a lot about it and what did I do wrong and what do I need to improve and, oh, fuck, you screwed up there or you should have done that. And, um, yeah, I'm my own worst critic. Um, so I, I do think a lot about it. Um, and it doesn't mean that, oh, now I don't think about it at all, but... Um, but there's definitely a time to think about it and then then you need to put it you know on a shelf and then you need to move on um yeah so i feel i've gotten better at that yeah you put it in a little box with like a bow and you're like yes that goes there exactly yeah (laughs) i've thought about it and uh now it's time to think of other things (laughs) yeah exactly Yeah. What do you do in your in your downtime? Do you like reading? Do you like watching TV? Yeah, I mean, I do. I do like reading. Um, uh, I think it's I do it way too little, to be honest. Um, get get to doing so many other things and spending yeah too much time on on other things. But there's something very calming about reading and having an actual book in your hands. Like very yeah it's just very physical and just very calming instead of uh yeah i don't know social media or it's very uh, grounding yeah, yeah i is. like the yeah. i'm one of those that can't have like a kindle because i like having a physical book that oh, i can turn in my hands exactly i love that what um, kind of books do you like reading well actually now i'm i'm reading investment books oh okay (laughs) goodness me yeah i know but i uh, i do also want to think of that side and and i love the these books i'm reading um it's it's actually they're really encouraging women to invest in because maybe that has in the in the past or maybe still in in some people's minds is something oh that that's as a, a lot of men will invest and uh, like use their time to, to find out the best investment and stuff. And it's like, oh, but actually they really encourage women to do it because actually we're, we're super good at investing. And once we, we, as I put our mind to it and, and read a bit about it and, um, we're actually very good investors, us women. So, um, yeah. And That's so the, interesting. Yeah. And thinking about the future and just, yeah, I, I, uh, and it has become a passion of mine actually now. So investing uh, is a passion yeah. of yours. I love it. <laughs> I would not have guessed. No. Um, but yeah, it's something I, uh, recently have used some time on and, um, it's actually very exciting once you get in that world. 
Um, and obviously yeah. I'm still learning about it, but yeah, it's cool. Really cool. <laughs> what, what got you into the investing world in the first place? Uh, good question. Um, uh, yeah, I think a lot of the people around me talk about it and my boyfriend and my dad and yeah, actually a lot of men. <laughs> But now it's going to be women power. Women yes. the world, let's go. I, but I, I felt it was, uh, it's, it doesn't belong to the men did that world uh, only. So, um, yeah, I was like, well, um, and what is cool also about investing is that, um, as I'm, yeah, we can say, it, but money actually, and that's, that's something that also uh, read about in this book is that sometimes people say, that oh yeah as a money doesn't give you happiness but they're like well actually it does because money gives you freedom to do whatever yeah. you want to do and i'm not saying oh yeah just have let's have a lot of money but i'm just it's it's exciting to to think about yeah actually having that more freedom and um after cycling because i as i don't exactly know what i'm going to be doing because my cycling career will end at some point we got to face it unfortunately so um yeah need to do something else and having maybe that freedom to have that year or whatever where you can uh, figure out what it is that uh, you want to do um is uh, cool yeah, just exploring those avenues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I That's love that. A, hmm? If yeah. you need any, uh, if you need any recommendations that aren't about investing, I read <laughs> read a lot of like <laughs> fiction books. Yeah, because what what do you read? Oh God, I read a lot of like mystery and thrillers. I think it's because I oh, like yeah. trying to piece it together in my mind, and then if it's right, I'm like, oh, I'm the best reader in the world. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I Where's like, my prize? Oh, I, I do like um crime books where someone gets killed and we need to find out who's the killer. I have murderer. so many recommendations for you, honestly. Oh. 13 is a really good book because um there's a serial killer, but he is on the jury. <laughs> like he's on the oh, jury. Yeah. Someone else oh. is being tried. Oh, that's I cool. Yeah. I know, I'll just uh, let I that sink in. That. Mm. <laughs> back to, back to yeah okay Whoops. oh no it's fine i mean we could talk about uh in investment until the cows come home i just i don't know how strong a contributor i would be to that conversation you know Maybe i need after this you'll be like all right let, let me read a bit about this exactly i'm like yeah, yeah let's get more women involved exactly we need that as a come on yeah <laughs> So I have been dying to for you to be the first guest of this podcast because it's called Wheelie Good Vibes and you are of course Wheelie Good Vibes. What is how That's do good. you how do you kind of have such a positive outlook on life? It's so like refreshing I would say be just because I don't know anyone who's so maybe as outwards with your positivity as yourself, but where does it come from? Oof. Um, that's a good question. I think in general, I will say that I'm a very bubbly person um, and try, as, I don't know, it's just my way of like, uh, I love humor and I love being 
as a seeing the glasses half full instead of half empty. And that doesn't mean that I always see that. Every day I wake up, I'm like, ah, what day it's going to be? It's like the most beautiful day in the world. That's not how I wake up every day. And it doesn't mean that I cannot be angry and stuff like this and be, oh, and have a, a bad day. It's because we're humans. And that as a, happens to all of us and goes, and especially me, even, even more, not even more, but I am a very emotional person. So that means that I am sometimes extremely like high on emotions and happy and and, and then I feel seriously the, the, that it's the best day in, in the whole wide world. Um, and then other times I'm just super as a town in a basement and sad and and frustrated and all of this so i i think uh, i in general experience that very uh, wavy woohoo and down and um or yeah uh, a lot um yeah you feel I, emotions heavily oh yeah 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 very um but in general i i, I do feel it's as a life is just more better. I don't know when you smile your way through it. Um, so even sometimes when you're like, fuck that's it has been such a shitty day. And you're like, but then you start laughing about it and you're like, yeah, okay. But you know, maybe it rains today, but then tomorrow's sunshine. So. Yeah. No, that's so true. I, um, I always have to like try and find a video that makes me laugh. Like, even if, because, you know, I, I sit at a desk and I type out my cycling articles and I feel like mm. some days you just need to kind of force yourself to laugh. And that's something my therapist oh, has yes. said, I think. But you just got to, like, kickstart the laughing. And then and then yeah. I'll, like, realize what I'm doing and then it'll make me laugh even more because I'm like, what's yeah. going on? Like, if exactly. someone was to walk in. <laughs> You'd just be laughing with yourself, like, ha, ha. <laughs> but it's good it's healthy oh laughing is so good it's uh we, we're meant to do that and uh I, I tell you if you keep on laughing you also get strong apps <laughs> so oh, really? that, let me write that down <laughs> yeah and speaking right. of laughing obviously you're with the fdj at suez team what's the funniest moment you've you've shared as a team Oh, that that's a difficult question because we have had a lot of uh, good and fun uh, memories together. I don't know if I can say the funniest moment. Okay, um, okay, we you can you can pick like a, a top one. It doesn't have to be the funniest. The funniest. Okay. Mm. <laughs> the funny thing is that often we're just laughing over the smallest things so as if for other people they would be like what the fuck like why are yep. you laughing so hard about this but the, okay so as a, a lot of the races will will go to especially if there's more than two french girls there then we're we're often sitting at the table and they and then we have to learn a bit of french word because it's obviously a french theme yeah but i want to learn all the bad words uh-huh <laughs> yeah that's how you learn the best uh, yeah exactly so we always learn all the bad words and all the 
yeah, let, let's say less flattering words. And and then we'll be laughing so hard about this because then then they teach us sentences and then when the staff walks in and then we'll be saying all these mm, naughty sentences and they'll uh, and they and we just and then they also laugh, you know, as if then we're just laughing so loud and sometimes people around us in the restaurant they're like, Oh god, like, what's going on over there? Yeah, the fun exactly. table. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. That no language is so useful. I remember a story, um I believe it was about the baseball player Ichiro. And he was Japanese. So when he came over to America, obviously you've got to immerse yourself in the environment you're in. And he would pick up the language, but in a sense that, you know, it's a heightened environment, a lot of people Mm. swearing. And that's so like, that was how he kind of understood and communicated by swearing. But he was like, it's the only like words that I know. Oopsie. Yeah, but that's the problem is that then I also know these words and then you say them and you and they're like, God, you can't say that. But that's even more like, shh. And I'm like, oh, ooh, I can't say it. But now I know it. <laughs> but, yeah, language is a funny thing. Is How many languages do you know? As a, So obviously I speak Danish. <laughs> and I speak English, and I, I I do understand quite a lot of French. I don't speak it very well, but um, yeah. Also, being in the French team for that many years, you pick up yeah um, quite a bit. Um, but yeah, um, that's unfortunately it. I mean, it's better than me. I can barely speak uh, English. I <laughs> stop it. <laughs> so. So if you were to, if you would describe your best, I mean, best win again, it's like defining success. It's Mm. so subjective, but is there one that stands out for you as being like, this is one of my favorites? Well, I I think I'll have to say the tour stage win. Um, uh, Yeah, not last year, but the year before, Um, because it started out so beep shit as a, mm-hmm. on the second stage we're crashing and Marta has to abandon the race and um, as all of us out of six riders five of us crashed and we lose time in GC and it's just like you know it's it's that you know anticipation and working hard and like it's the Tour de France like wow and like we I I also have been dreaming about riding the Tour de France everyone knows what the Tour de France is and we all want to try and win it and we all want to try and do well and um then already in stage two having I said losing time and being like that is the serious start to this Tour de France. And I was just so sad. I was just so sad. Um, but then waking up the next day, we were like, okay, it is a shit situation. But how do we, how do we try and bounce back? And let's, let's try and re- as a unite now. And let's show them out there we're not finished. We're not done. We're going to come at you with the hardest that we have, the best that we have. So... And we even got as a recordings from our sponsors showing on the TV screen that morning, that briefing. There was like, I, we know it's not the ideal start, but you know, 
keep fighting and we were like all right yeah that is it and that was just the spirit that morning and that day in general it was hard mentally as well on the bike and you're like you god you just kind of want to give up hey but it was like we all kept on fighting we all kept believing we can still go out there and as a give it our best smash it and then winning that stage in Ipernay was just as a the best bounce back that you could do it was just like and all i tell you all the emotions as a coming as a in, in my little body bubbling and oh, as a that crazy bounce back and as a, winning a stage in tour de france was also like oh, such a dream but also the rest of the team the staff the riders i tell you everyone was so down and then everyone it was just like okay let's turn it and then everyone was so happy we we're drinking champagne marta went out the day before but she made cake for us to eat in the evening as if we were all just celebrating so happy as if we it was just so crazy that you can go from that low to that high it was just like oh what happened um yeah I remember watching it because I actually went, uh, I was traveling back on the second stage because I was writing an article on FDJ at the Tour de France. <laughs> and I remember I was coming back and my Eurostar was delayed. Thank God, because it was getting to the end of the stage. And I remember you came around the corner and I was like, oh my God. And no one was in front of you. And I was like, Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I was like losing it in this Eurostar queue because I was like, that is just the best. Like from being, to be honest, like a shit twenty four hours beforehand yeah. to getting a stage win at the Tour de France. Like I was yeah. feeling elated. Like you must have been going crazy. Yeah, but I was crying so much, and I tell you, I just I was crying because I was so so happy, and I just remember because there was so many emotions. As all the journalists on top of that, as if they were crying with me too. We were crying. There were so many. We were just like, <laughs> this is the best ever. Like, like it was just so emotional looking back it was just it was beautiful in a way because we were all feeling it <laughs> so, yeah it was just wow it was just a day i'll never forget yeah and what is something that you would like to tell your younger self your younger cecily oh um it doesn't have to be bike so related no but i would tell her don't be so hard on yourself <laughs> The thing is, um, yeah, and something that I, uh, my, my, because I was actually quite close with them, and my grandma meant a lot to me. She unfortunately died last year. And I'm sorry. It, oh, yeah, it was so horrible. It was so horrible. And I was so sad. Um, but it, it really made me think, because she was one of the people, and it, oh, I could almost cry. She was one of the people that was like, do not be so hard on yourself. Like, as a be happy. You're doing awesome. You're doing great. And you know, just be that grandma to yourself. Like, because as a you are, a, and that is my nature. I will always go out there, and I'll always do my very best. Um, but just do not hammer yourself in the head so much. I mean, and the thing is, I think it also a bit comes with age, I guess. I said, when we, uh, when we are older, we're like, why was I, why was I so harsh with myself? Or maybe it's 
it's just me um no it's me as well don't worry <laughs> yeah but it's just don't don't be so hard like you're gonna go and you're gonna do your your very best and no one can demand anything else than that but you're doing your very best um uh, and I think, yeah, with that also, you will, you will be happier in life. And I think, yeah, that is a process that, yeah, definitely started for me and just, yeah. Um, cause she was, she was one of the best people I've ever known to be so kind to people and as, um, yeah, in, in every way, but really to be like, as a you're doing so awesome Cicely I'm so proud of you and you should be so proud of yourself <laughs> so um yeah that's beautiful yeah. what was her name it was Judith Judith Jensen yeah oh um, beautiful <laughs> we should all channel a bit of our inner grandma sometimes yeah we really should um yeah <laughs> and is there and this could be, you know, either on the bike or off the bike. Is there a pivotal moment or experience in your life that shaped you into who you are today? I will say last year, there was a lot of moments that, um, the, yeah, the, I don't know if it was life-changing, but definitely made me... Um, reconsider things and yeah just in general. sometimes i think that's also good you stop uh, for a second in life and you're thinking am i doing things the right way am i yeah um should i be doing other things should uh, just yeah you, you stop and have that think um i i don't know if there was particular moments that really make me I think in general what what makes me who I am is that I I, I tell you I keep on fighting God have we all probably met battles and met all where things are not going our way and we're just like oh God and you want to quit and you want to stop but what as a as a, and I've also been like, I, I want to quit. I want to stop. It's not, uh, but then I'm like, uh, some days later, I, I just, um, I want to keep fighting. I want to be like, that is it. These people or that is not gonna fucking <laughs> not say that works. Yeah. That is not going to make me. Yeah. That's not going to make me stop. I mean, I'm going to keep fighting i'm gonna keep on because i know i have it in me i just need to work and i just need i will come back i said I'm, I'm this kind of doll where you know it kind of tips over it goes down but then it comes zip back up you know that's me i'm like and i keep fighting to get back on track um yeah i think that that's that's me i will always fight always yeah. you in my mind 100 percent are a fighter absolutely yeah <laughs> so <laughs> one of my fi this interview has honestly flown by one of my final questions it's yeah it's gone quickly <laughs> what it's gone you know as quick as you on stage two at the tour down under <laughs> what is something that you wished people knew about you oh 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just, well, I think a lot of people, you know, they see me as this um, um, funny, popular person. And I, and I really am. But I, as a, there's also so many more, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, multitudes? Yeah, to to a personality. So I'm also just so much more than than that, and I also I do hope, um, and I'll keep on fighting for that. That people will also see me as this badass woman who is just fighting, never giving up, and you know, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's something in particular other than that that I really wish people knew about me. Um, no, I haven't <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> Well, fair enough. I tell you what, congratulations on being the first guest on, on the Wheelie Good Vibes podcast. But thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing. It has been so much fun. Thank you. And have yeah. a great time for the rest of the season. I will be following you intently. Thanks, Robin. And uh, have a good time. Thank you. I mean, I'll try my best, you know. It's all we can do. That was the ever-entertaining Cecily Utrub Ludwig, and this has been the first ever episode of the Wheelie Good Vibes podcast with me, your host, Robin Davidson. Now, you can catch the Wheelie Good Vibes podcast on Instagram at Wheelie Good Vibes, or you can catch us on Twitter slash X at Wheelie Good Pod. I'll see you again next month. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day.